Welcome, Kyber listeners. I like those odds. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Kyber Cantina podcast. I'm your host, Noah, and episode five of Ahsoka is officially out and live. And the media is going absolutely nuts over this episode because it is, in my opinion, one of the best pieces of Star Wars live action content since Mandalorian season two. Episode five absolutely is my favorite episode from any of the ones that we've gotten in Ahsoka so far. This one, this one takes the cake. This is what Star Wars could feel like. This felt very original to George Lucas Star Wars, and I'm extremely happy about that. So we're going to be doing, as always, spoiler review and breakdown. Again, there are spoilers. If you guys hear my chair creaking in the back, uh, I apologize for that. But uh, this this puppy doesn't have like any oil on it. This thing is creaky when I move. So I try to stay still. So if you hear in the background, um, try not to focus on that. It's not important. So like just then, um, it just did it. So this is one of the best episodes. I mean, genuinely speaking here. Yeah, I, I said that about the last one, too. I said this is one of the best episodes, and which is good because it keeps getting better and better with each episode. Uh, so this one did exactly that. So uh, 52 minutes is the time for it. But with credits, it's around like 46, 47 minutes, um, which uh, I'm very happy about that. I think it's one of the longest ones. I think it's like the third longest. So we start off in the episode uh, with Hera, with Hera, Jason, and the rest of the fleet landing on the planet. Now, I actually still don't know what the planet's name is. Uh, I'm not sure they said it. They probably have, and I probably just didn't pay too, too close attention to that detail, but they land. Obviously, everyone's gone. Everyone's missing. Hera is wondering, where is everyone? No one's here. Where's Ahsoka? Where's Sabine? Heck, you know, where's Morgan Elsbeth? No one's here. So she's kind of freaking out. She's a little worried right now. Um, and so uh, the X-Wing pilot, I forgot his name. And that's going to bother me, honestly. It's going to bother me that I don't uh, remember his name. But he, anyway, he comes up to Hera and he's like, uh, hey, yo, the fleet is approaching here. They're pretty mad right now. And um, we got to go. Like we we have to we have to get right now. We're not gonna find anything. We have nothing, no evidence of Thrawn. Uh, and again, if you guys remember, Hera took off with some of these fleet members on her own accord. You know, uh, she didn't get permission to do it. So this is going against, you know, this is violating some of some 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 rules here. You know, so uh, it's very it was a very risky move on her, but it's a you know very heroic move on her as well. So that's why we love her, right? That's why we love Hera. So, you know, she's she's about to, you know, head back up and be like, all right. But then Jason, the homie Jason, and let me just say this real quick. I actually really do like Jason's character in this. Uh, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm glad they're giving him some spotlight and shine, considering the only time we see him is at the very end of Rebels. And it was very split. I mean, his dad is Kanan Jarrus. 
which in my opinion is one of the greatest jedi you know he he's no not the most skilled but he embodies what the jedi are really supposed to be so i'm glad that we're getting some spotlight on jason because i hope they don't waste his character i hope he actually does grow up to be a pretty important factor and who knows maybe at the um, end of rise of skywalker the person piloting the ghost maybe it was him maybe it was him maybe it was him and hera either way i'm, I'm glad he's getting some um time to to shine and the the young actor who's doing it he's doing a pretty good job at it as well uh so uh he he goes over to the edge of the cliff where ahsoka fell and he's hearing stuff he's like hey do you hear that do you hear the waves it sounds like lightsabers um crashing like he senses something and for this age it, i don't know man like he's pretty strong it seems like he has those force abilities fairly instantly unlocked which obviously he's not strong enough to do stuff like you know some of the other force powers like force push and pull and all that stuff but he's still got these feeling and senses in him and right before that happens when he's talking about the lightsabers uh you know it, it goes back to ahsoka and anakin and the world between worlds she's like yeah, she's like in utter shock. She sees Anakin, but at the same time, there's not a whole ton of emotion behind it. Uh, she's just kind of like, she says to him, "You look the same." Anakin says to her, "You look old." And Ahsoka's like, "Yeah, well, you know, that's you know, kind of what happens. Years of stress, years of fighting, your Imperial Army." She doesn't say that, but I'm sure that was going through her mind. And uh, Anakin is just kind of you know smirking, laughing, doing what he does, and. He talks about giving her one final lesson. He's here to finish her training. <clears throat> so, something I want to point out as well is a lot of people during these trailers, during the time Ahsoka was announced, the trailers, and even in the first episodes, everyone was complaining about her emotions, how she doesn't have any personality. She has the personality of a cardboard box. And to me, I I don't I didn't I never understood those arguments really I never even thought that of it but you guys got to understand Ahsoka is like she's tired dude she's torn she's tired it's like Obi Wan you know Obi Wan and Ahsoka their best friend like a brother Anakin it's now the Dark Lord of the Sith he's Darth Vader they find this out and now they're stuck fighting another war. And it's tiring to them knowing that they could have helped this person, both Obi-Wan and Ahsoka, blame their selves for Anakin falling to the dark side. Obi-Wan thought he could have been a better teacher, better mentor, mentor, sorry. And Ahsoka blames herself. She's like, well, what if I never left the Jedi Order? Could things have been different? And... You no, know, we kind of see that back on Malachor where she's fighting him and says, I won't leave you, not this time. And we do see a little bit more emotion in the animated shows, which it's animated. It's a little different. But um, you guys got to understand that she's tired, man. She's tired. She's not really happy. She's not the old giddy and happy Ahsoka that we've seen from the Clone Wars. I mean, this is like a dark time. Sure, the Empire is gone, but almost everyone everyone that she knew and loved is also gone as well um obi-wan's gone and i i'm sure she knows that she obviously talked to luke she knows luke so 
uh, he probably said, yeah, Obi-Wan is, you know, he's dead. Uh, and then Anakin's gone as well. So, you know, she's, she's kind of out of it. But so they're talking. Anakin and Nike's a saber. Uh, you must, like, choose to live or die. And they start lightsaber fighting. And again, the choreography of the lightsabers are peak. I mean, he does this little lightsaber twirl from behind the back, and it is so, so good. It's, it's straight out of Revenge of the Sith, and I absolutely love it. Another thing that actually caught my attention as well, really quick, is when um, Ahsoka says, I won't fight you. He says, oh, I've heard that before. That's referring to Luke. Now, my mind instantly went to, he's talking about Obi-Wan on Mustafar, but the more I thought about it, it's what Luke literally says to him. Uh, he says, I won't fight you and everything. Like, you're my dad. Boogie, woogie, woogie. And he, um, he's like, hey, yeah, I've heard that one before. And then he just strikes and she has to defend. Right after that, she says, oh, looks like you have nothing else to, to teach me. He says, I haven't taught you everything. And then he slices the floor right from underneath her on the world between worlds. And she's falling and it cuts to a screen of like red smoke and mist. And at first glance, you're thinking, oh, my God, this is the Mustafar scene. The leaks were right. Anakin's going to be fighting Ahsoka on Mustafar. That's what I was thinking. That's what I think a lot of people were thinking as well. But it actually wasn't that. Uh, it's a Clone Wars flashback, which equally is good. We've been wanting this for such a long time, and we finally got it. Ahsoka, Captain Rex, and Anakin all in live action. Anakin is wearing his iconic Clone Wars early season armor. Ahsoka, the live actress, live action actress who's playing her, does phenomenal in this role. Like, she is amazing. And she's also the same actress who plays young Gamora. Uh, and then, was it Infinity War? Yeah, it was Infinity War. And uh, she also plays in the Barbie movie, which I never saw, uh, but I heard it was really good as well. A couple of my friends actually went and, goes, went and, went and saw it, but uh, I never went to go see it. But... <clears throat> Yeah, uh, it was it was really cool. She did a really, really good job. Uh, she played the emotions of Ahsoka and the the snippiness of her quite well. And we got to remember in this scene, it's not it's physically it is young Ahsoka, but it's also um, older Ahsoka because we get to the scene and she says, this is the Clone Wars. And then Anakin turns around and he's like, yeah, no kidding. So um it's really cool finally seeing uh, some Clone Wars flashbacks in live action, which further proves, in my opinion, that they can obviously do some more stuff with the live action Clone Wars, that they want to do some of the lost missions, all that. I don't think Hayden's going to be just returning as Anakin, though, guys, in like future projects. I think they said this was like his last one. So I could be wrong about that. Hopefully I am wrong about that because he's Anakin. He's Hayden Christensen. We love him. The fans love him. You know, um, and I'm glad he's getting even more support after this episode, especially I was I'm super happy I was able to meet him. I'm also super happy that I have that Clone Wars Hot Toys figure of Anakin that now is on low stock because so many people are wanting that figure now uh, just because of this. And I'm pretty sure the Hot Toys Season 7 Ahsoka figure is also going to be low on stock because we do see... Uh, the Siege of Mandalore live action as well. 
Uh, so we go from the early seasons and then we go to the last season. In fact, they said this was one of their first missions. So we can count that as like literally the first, I guess, you know, the first mission that they went on together. Um, I know it's not, but it's one of them. And then it ends with the uh, the last mission with Ahsoka. Uh, but right before we cut to that one, Anakin is explaining to Ahsoka he's training her to be a soldier while Ahsoka is talking about we're supposed to be our keepers of the peace. You know, this all ties in, you know, the, the Jedi were corrupt during the Clone Wars. You know, say what you want, but they were extremely corrupt. They cared more about the war and politics than what their actual goal goals as Jedis were. And for part of that, that's one of the reasons that Anakin fell to the dark side is because they just they didn't care. Like they were too focused on battles and wars rather than trusting their own instincts and feelings. And again, this is another reason why Ahsoka left the order is because they blamed her. They blamed her, someone who's been loyal to the Republic and to the Jedi Order for the longest time and fought against one of the greatest Jedi ever alongside Anakin. And they blamed her almost without hesitation and they removed her. And then they found out that, oh, hey, we made a mistake. Do you want to come back to the Order? And Ahsoka rightfully walks away. And because of this, that's another reason Anakin fell to the dark side, because he feels like the Jedi Order completely pushed his Padawan away, like left her no other choice. And it's hurtful to her and to Anakin because she feels like if she didn't walk away, maybe something would have been different in terms of him turning to the dark side. But as Anakin is walking off in the distance in that scene, charging towards the enemy, a little bit of like blaster fire or mortar strike fire uh, lights up the smoke and he quickly flashes to Vader walking. And that scene is chilling. You get goosebumps seeing it because you're like, oh my God. And you know, it cuts. Oh, I just popped my finger. You probably heard that. Um, but it, it pops to Ahsoka's face and she's like terrified because she sees Anakin right now and it's oh, it's so sad it, it's so emotional because she's looking at Anakin as her brother and mentor and then boom changes to the one thing that destroys and kills so many people and then we cut to Siege of Mandalore after um, it obviously goes to the scene first of like Hera and Jason and them still trying to find Ahsoka uh and they're like in the ocean they're still trying to distract the um the main f uh fleet and senate uh but then we go to the siege of mandalore and it's done a live action and oh my goodness that made me so that made me so hyped i was i was up in my seat guys i was like jumping and stuff i was going nuts i was going crazy seeing this and uh again it was the same actress same actress outfit looked amazing then we go back to Anakin, and it looks just like the scene from Clone Wars where both of them are looking at each other side by side. Same stances, too, and it was very poetic, and it was just really cool. It completely mirrored the scene from the Clone Wars. So this episode, by the way, it, it, there's no room for theories, uh, and I know a lot of people don't like theories. For instance, a couple of my last episodes... 
uh, I'd post some of the clips from here to my Instagram and Instagram reels. And I had several people on my take about Anakin could be the sun in this episode, tricking Ahsoka. So many people were mad about that. And to the people who were mad about that, grow up. It's it's a theory. It, it's fun to joke around. I know some people are like, oh, that just theories ruin the shows and movies. It gets your expectations up just to be let down that then you hate the episode. Well, I mean, for some people, sure. That's not the case with me, though. I just think making theories is fun just to see what could what could be, what could happen. Uh, if you don't agree with it, hey, that's A-OK. -okay. That's what a theory is. It's an opinion. It's not based on facts or anything like that. It's just for funs and laughs. And to say, you know, one guy actually in my comment, he was like, oh, you're not like, you know, Star Wars fans do this and everything. And they're not real fans. They make theories. And to me, that was the most idiotic response I think I've ever had in a comment section. Uh, and, he, you know, he called Star Wars fans stupid for doing this stuff. And look at one of the top uh, Star Wars creators, Star Wars theories. And I know a lot of people actually don't like him, but at the same time, that's what his entire channel was mainly based on was theories. He does a lot of other stuff, but he did, uh, you know, theories and all this and he gets hate for it, which I think is uncalled for. So it's it's very just odd to me why someone and some of you guys hate that. Uh, but uh, in this episode, there's really no room for theories. It was a straightforward, straight story. You know, I don't even know where the next episode is going to go, obviously. I you know I think we're gonna see Thrawn in the next episode. Now I said that the last time, but this time I'm sure of it. We got three episodes left. We gotta see Thrawn sometime soon before the show ends because he's in the trailer. Because uh, Lars Mikkelsen, oh, I'm excited to see him in live action. Lars Mikkelsen is a great actor. He's a great voice actor for Thrawn as well, and I'm I'm glad they brought him to do be um to be the live action version of him. I think that was a very good move. So back to the Siege of Mandalore scene, Anakin's there. He's like, oh, I haven't seen this battle. I wasn't in this one. He's like, yeah, Ahsoka says to him, this is where we parted ways. And he's like, yeah, it seems like you're winning and stuff like that. And she taught or Anakin speaks to her and he talks about legacy and talks about how he trained her and how Obi-Wan trained him. And he's a or she's a part of this legacy. And then Ahsoka responds to him and says, a legacy of death and all this other stuff, to which Anakin responds, but you're more than that because I'm more than that. Ahsoka then responds to Anakin by saying, you are more than that, Anakin. You're more powerful and dangerous than anyone thought you'd be, to which Anakin replies, is this what, that's, is this, what this is about? Then you've learned nothing. Ahsoka says, don't say that. And then he says, I gave you a choice. Live or die. And then he ignites a red lightsaber with the same sound effect as Darth Vader's lightsaber. And he turns around and his eyes are Sif yellow. And this is what we've been waiting for, man. And they start fighting. And dark side Anakin is there. Vader kicks in. And they start fighting. And I really like this because there's two sides to Anakin. You know, sure, yes, he died, and at Return of the Jedi, he turned good. He fulfilled the prophecy. He was the chosen one, right? Sure. But at the same time, you can't fully remove that Vader from him. 
um sure you turn back to the white side but vader lives within him he is good and he is bad it's like yin and yang so even in the world or the um, world between worlds he's still gonna have that light part of him and that dark side of him it lives within him completely so they're fighting he's obviously whooping tail then they get back into the world between worlds on that bridge they're fighting they're going ham they're going nuts uh again the choreography is absolutely superb in this episode it reminded me so much of the prequels and i'm very happy about that because like i said in the last episode the lightsaber fighting in the sequels and some of the other shows just haven't been that good they haven't been that great so it's really refreshing to see this especially hayden doing it um he's you know fluid in this type of stuff he knows this type of stuff he knows how to do it he knows how to do it really good so they're fighting and he i mean dark side anakin's there he's like it's time to die and but ahsoka gets him ahsoka um ahsoka beats him uh he you know, she grabs the lightsaber from him and holds it towards his neck and she leans in and as she leans in her eyes actually turn yellow as well which was really cool and it brings us back to that part where she talks or anakin talks to her about that legacy he or she has that little bit of darkness in him we see that right there uh she has that little bit of darkness in him and i mean shoot we can go back to obi-wan kenobi you know he wasn't like the best jedi i mean he had feelings for satine uh, which isn't the full Jedi way. So he wasn't some pure Jedi. Anakin sure as heck wasn't a pure Jedi. And Ahsoka doesn't even define herself as a Jedi anymore. Uh, but she doesn't do anything to him. She uh, throws the lightsaber off of the bridge and says, I choose to live. Anakin kind of walks backwards and he, you know, his eyes go back to normal and he says, there's hope for you. There's hope for you yet. And he's gone. And that's the last time we see him. And that may have been the last time that we see Hayden Christensen as Anakin. Um, now, I'm hoping that at some point, maybe before the series ends, he does show up as a force ghost, like looking at her and all that, nodding his head. Um, because we actually didn't get a voice line from him in this episode where he says in the trailers, in this war, you will fight more than just droids. I know you can do this, Ahsoka. Um, we didn't hear that. And maybe that line was just recorded for the trailer. More than likely, I think it was. But even then, um, we haven't heard it in any of the episodes so far. So there's a little bit of a chance that we could see him again. Uh, this time as a Force Ghost, which I wouldn't be upset about. I don't think anyone would be upset about. Now, I'm pretty sure some people have had their issues with this episode about how Anakin was done. Maybe it was because it was just too short. Maybe it was because he didn't really sound like him. And uh, just keep in mind, guys, <laughs> this isn't some 20-year-old Hayden Christensen, right? He's like, what, in his 40s, 30s, something like that. So he's going to sound older. But um, I think I think he sounded great. He did good. It sounded like Anakin. So, But as we, uh, as we get out of that area... The, some like water starts rising and everything from uh, the world between worlds and her head goes under and she is back in the ocean to where she fell in. So she's rising up here and them find her. They get her back on the ghost. She's back in 
and the next scene kind of just cuts to her and she's kind of like sleeping and she wakes up and uh, dude i will say this ahsoka without her headband piece is so weird i don't think we've ever seen it like that maybe we have but for some reason the live action she looks bald she looks naked and it freaked me out man but it, it, it was it was it was different but it was there it was there i can't unsee it but now she has the white robes these are the same white robes that we see at the end of rebels i believe uh so it's kind of weird i don't like I don't understand why we're seeing them now. Why did why didn't she have them in the start? Instead, she had gray robes. Uh, and also, you know, Dave Filoni has talked about the comparison between Gandalf the gray and Gandalf the white, and we're seeing it here. You know, Ahsoka is wearing her gray robes for the first five episodes, four episodes, uh, and she's not that Ahsoka that we know from the show. She's not giddy. She's not snippy. She's not making jokes here and there. She's not happy. Well, after Anakin gives her the final lesson and makes her realize that she has something to live for, that she wants to live, she starts being happy again. We can see that in her eyes and her emotions afterwards uh, when she's talking to people. She's smiling more. She's got the white robes on, so now she is transcribed from um, Ahsoka the Gray. She's now Ahsoka the White. She's more wise. She's more happy. She's more light-hearted she's the embodiment of the light side now and i think that's really cool and um we see that when they're trying to figure out how do we get to sabine and hera is like hey you need to figure something out i'm going to go talk to senator mon mothma because the senator has sent a fleet to go and basically try and stop us and strip me from my rank uh i gotta go take care of this so Ahsoka is trying to figure out, well, how am I going to do this? And she looks up and there's the Purgle. And I was wondering, like more than likely, I was thinking that uh, that's like the only way. I'm pretty sure they're going to come in and they're going to have something to do with it. Either a machine or they're just going to, you know, attach the Ghost or the T-60 shuttle to it. And uh, they're going to fly off with the space whales. And uh, that's quite literally what they do. They go up there. Ahsoka talks to the big the big one i guess the mother of them all the leader and he opens his mouth and she tells Hu yang hey fly in there fly in that mouth real quick Hu yang they go in there and uh closes and Hu yang's kind of like oh what um where are we going uh do you know where we're going and she's like no no idea i i honestly have no clue and uh, you know it's better than nowhere and right there in that moment again guys she is joking around and she's smiling when she's saying it and it makes me so happy to see that our girl is back ahsoka is back she's ready to kick some thrawn bootay and i'm very excited to see this hera doesn't go with her by the way because she's got to deal with this and she's like oh yeah jason's too young to jump between galaxies uh jason just saved ahsoka uh you bring him along and he will body thrawn guaranteed his midichlorian count i'm sure is in the millions he's the new chosen one he beats anakin jason is him all right, sign a first round draft of the Jedi, the new Jedi Order. Jason Sindula, he is up there. He is Yoda. He is him. Not you know, you know, I'm just playing, but I don't know. Could I also? Well, I'm trying to think. Uh, never mind. I was like, where's Cal Kestis during all of this, actually? But is he dead? He's probably he's probably pretty old. 
Uh, well, he might not be that old, actually. Um, no, he's not that old. He he should still be alive around them, but I wonder where what he's doing. That's interesting. Interesting to think about. Uh, I guess we'll know at some point because that dude's story isn't over. And I still haven't played Jedi Survivor. I know the story. I've seen the clips. Um, but I still I, I got to play it. I also got to play Hogwarts Legacy still. I really want to play that. I don't want anyone saying, oh, the game's dead. You know, no, it's not. Shut up. I still want to play it. I like Harry Potter too, okay? Uh, it's not my favorite franchise, but I still like it. I enjoy it. I want to play it. Um, something else to take from this episode is throughout the Ahsoka series, we've been seeing the New Republic still be stubborn and arrogant with their decision making, which just proves how the First Order rose to power and take over and took over, you know, their whole operations. Um, especially in this one, you know, they're getting on to hair. It's like, you don't have any proof of Thrawn, you, you know, none of this. And it's like, Thrawn, obviously, I, I'm assuming it's going to come back. Um, and that's going to lead into the Dave Filoni movie, more than likely. So, it, you know, it's it's wild to me to see that they're this arrogant, especially after everything that they've seen with the Empire and how they ruled. So... Uh, it's very weird and very interesting to see the different ways that they're basically falling and the whole prediction to how, you know, the First Order takes over um, the New Republic. Uh, it's becoming a lot more clear with these hints and subtle nods to how they're not that good of a um, government power in the galaxy. So it's very interesting to see that. And uh, it's going to lead off into the Dave Filoni movie, more than likely. Uh, so that's going to be very exciting as well. But yeah, I give this episode rating an 11 out of 10 on my social media. That's what I gave it there. I couldn't find any flaws within this uh, episode, guys. I mean, it was very good. I think how they did Anakin and how Dave Filoni directed this episode was phenomenal and superb. Uh, Anakin Hayden, yeah, he knocked it out of the park as always. His acting definitely has gone uh, a bit better from since we last saw it. Uh, Rosario Dawson killed it. Um, Mary Elizabeth Weinstead killed it. Um, every every everyone just played their role to perfection in this one. And uh, you know, we only have three episodes left of Ahsoka, so you know, the series has been going by pretty fast. And these next three episodes, I think, are going to really knock it out of the park. Uh, I'm not sure if anything is going to really top this one, but I guess we'll see. Uh, I, the person who played young Ahsoka was great. She did a phenomenal job as her. Uh, if they go forward with any other thing to do with live action, Clone Wars, young Ahsoka, anything like that, uh, I think she obviously is going to be the, the main role of choice to, to play her. So if you guys liked this episode of the Kyber Cantina podcast, don't forget to give us a rating out there and it'd be much appreciated and yeah guys i will see you guys in the next episode but before i head off i do want to say i will be posting another episode very soon i believe i'm going to be doing it friday i'm going to record and then saturday it's going to be posted i will be having my friend on and we're going to do a little bit of star wars trivia and we're also going to just be talking about star wars in general so the future of it what we want to see a couple of our favorite things in star wars it's going to be a real fun time so uh, hope to see you guys there. And yeah, guys, thank you guys so much again for watching. Make sure to follow us on our social media, Instagram and Twitter at the Kyber Cantina. And as always, may the force be with you.